1: It's another Locked On Lions episode, everybody, on this day, Wednesday, January the 26th, and Thursday, January the 27th. What's happening, everyone? Matt Derry with you. Thanks for listening and joining us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Lions today brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's Playoffs. We're on Twitter at Derry Speaks. D E R Y. My last name speaks at Locked On Lions and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Pro Football Focus. Our friends at PFF and uh, our guy Trevor Sykema did a mock draft, and it's a new face, a new name for the Lions in the late first round. We'll go over that coming up momentarily on the program. Also, yes, Jim Caldwell is a finalist for the Bears' head coaching job. They've got a new GM, Ryan Poles, uh, former Bear, actually. And uh, he's interested in Jim Caldwell, among others. Dan Quinn, too. Uh, I have a comment on Caldwell coming up. i I got to do a complete curveball here to start the podcast today. And thanks for making us your first listen, by the way, each and every day uh, here on the uh, Locked on Lions podcast. All right, real fast. I don't want to do this, but I have to because it's on the top of my mind and it drives me nuts. But I'm going through Twitter today. Big mistake. And what do I see? But, hey, Kelly Stafford did another episode of the Morning After podcast. That's her own podcast. And she weighed in on the Indomitian Sue Matthew Stafford Sunday squabble. In which Sue screamed at Stafford after Stafford looked like he kicked in after his former teammate wrestled him to the ground after a pass. Kelly weighs in, <laughs> this, this person, um, all about it on her show. Quote, Not really sure why Sue doesn't like Matthew, but Sue doesn't like Matthew, she said. It doesn't phase Matthew, but it is what it is. I asked Matthew last night, and he was like, honestly, I don't know what happened. I didn't really know who tackled me. But I remember getting put to the ground, and someone was on me, and I got him off of me to try to get to the next play. By the way, Matthew, you did kick him. And then Sue was in my face telling me he was going to fuck me up. That's Kelly's words. That's what she said, end quote, Kelly recalled. And Kelly went on to talk a lot about um, effing him up and and, and all this stuff. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Jeff Rieger at 97 won the ticket. Uh, this poor guy. he he I know he'll be on the air tonight, maybe after the uh, uh, Red Wing game or even, even before the Red Wing game at 6 o'clock, talking about this, I'm sure. But poor Jeff, just is, is, he's in the same boat with me. Like, I've just had enough. I want, I seriously want Stafford to win this week. I, I'm rooting for him. I haven't rooted for him the last couple weeks. I kind of want him to go to the Super Bowl now. He is a nice guy. I do think he's pretty likable. But now that she's come out with her, I'm going to tell the story on my podcast of why Ndamukong doesn't like my husband. Everybody likes my husband. I think I'm rooting against the Rams now. I should call Rieger right now. Seriously. Let me get my phone and call Rieger. Hello? Jeffrey, you're on uh, Locked on Lions. Dude, I I was bringing up this story uh, real fast because I don't even want to play the audio and I don't want to give it much credence. And I'm like, man, you know, what if Jeff Rieger was here right now? And I'm like, screw it. I'm calling this guy right now. Kelly Stafford. Oh, I'm not sure. And I don't know why Andamacan doesn't like us. Like, can this end already? I can't take it anymore
0: i got to tell you, D, like there's two things. Is there a chance that maybe Stafford wasn't very good in that Dallas game and Sue was on that team and the defense carried him? I'm just wondering.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe, oh boy. Oh, boy. i
0: tell you, like, <laughs> I, Kelly Stafford, I love the morning after, and I love all her comments because they're all hilarious. Of course she knows why Sue doesn't like him. And Stafford knows, too, and I have no idea why that is, by the way, but come on. Of course. But then, of course, she said, well, you know, his family's great, and he's a really nice guy. We wish him the best, but, uh, you know, it's really scary when that guy's going after my husband, or whatever she
1: said. Um, I, I, it's funny, because I was just saying, you know, I, I might be, you know, get, turning the corner where it would be a nice story to see Stafford go to the Super Bowl, and I do, think, I, I do think they're going to win on Sunday and finally break this 49ers jinx. Um, but, my gosh, I, I, I've done a 180. I can't root for him because if I root for him, that means sh- she wins. I can't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good lesson for Detroit. Like, I don't get the people, and people are really passionate about it. I don't get the people that are rooting for Stafford, not because he's a bad guy, not even because of the draft pick, but you're going to feel like crap. The day after the Super Bowl, if he wins the Super Bowl, when 12 years here, he lost every big game in every big moment possible. You're going to feel like absolute trash, and you're going to wake up, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm calling in sick to work because I can't take this. (laughs) It seems to get bad when Verlander won a World Series. The only difference is Verlander actually did stuff in Detroit. Like, he won a Cy Young. He won an MVP. Like, he pitched great in two back-to-back game fives against Sonny Gray, right? So, like – Give me a break! Like all these people rooting for Matthew Stafford, why? Because they want the Lions to be showing that they're a bad organization. We know that they're a garbage organization. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get the word across. Stop yourself! You're not going to fucking. Lo- Ooh, excuse me.
1: You can swear. Me swear. You're fine. You can.
0: You are not going to feel good about yourself if you see the guy that was there for twelve years winning a Super Bowl with another team. As far as Kelly Stafford is concerned.
1: She's the worst. She is just just the worst. She is just the worst. I read all the articles.
0: I I don't want to give her clicks on the morning after, but I always read the New York Post because they always recap what she said.
1: (laughs) Jeff Jeff Rager, 97, won the ticket. We referenced Jeff, and I said, screw it. I'm I'm calling him because I had to get his – his thoughts on this. You've been taking a lot of uh, shrapnel, obviously. You were sort of the anti-Stafford guy at the station, and then Jim Costa was the pro-Stafford guy. You did your viewing party a couple weeks ago for the Cardinals-Rams playoff game. Are, are you still getting a lot of gruff from Lions fans, or is it dying down?
0: No, no, no. People want me to retire, which is very nice of them. They don't want me fired. They want me to resign, which which I think is very nice. Resign,
1: I mean, from, the t- resign from the radio?
0: Resign from the radio because uh, I've been lying for 12 years. Oh,
1: okay. Year. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: yeah. They, they want me to resign, which again, I mean, it's nice. They're not calling for the firing. They're calling for me to step down. Very classy. Um, but these, here's the deal. And, and tell me if you agree with this. All right. Yes. Matt Stafford is a very good quarterback. He
1: is. Absolutely. I
0: feel, I feel I say it, but nobody hears it. He's a very good quarterback. He proved this in the postseason. However, the lions are such a trash organization that they've really made us all, including you, including me, stupid. Because they've made us believe, because they're so bad, that winning a playoff game is the most difficult thing in the universe. When every other organization wins a playoff game and they just move on with their life. They go on for the next week. But no, here in Detroit, it's the end-all, be-all. We don't even dare think about Super Bowls. We think about playoff wins, which we have won since 1957. Correct. So the fact that Matthew won two he joins the likes of Jim Harbaugh and Jim Everett and Dante Culpepper. Matthew hasn't proven anything yet. Now the oh,
1: ultimate is
0: because he's got to do something that Jared Goff hasn't done, which is win a Super Bowl. So again, very good quarterback. But man, I can't forget the every failure he had at Detroit and how nobody held him accountable. So I will continue the movement until I'm forced not
1: to <laughs> <laughs> All right. honestly. Like, does anybody see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And I don't even want to give it any more time. I, I want to ask you one other question, all right? Let's say Aiden Hutchinson is there at number two and the Lions grab him. Late first round, where are you going if you're the Lions? Are you, are you going quarterback, receiver? What do, what do you want with that second first round pick? Um,
0: am I a bad guy for saying anything but quarterback?
1: Really? I, I, you know I, what, what if, Malik, what if Malik the Freak and Willis is there at 29 or 30 or whatever?
0: I, I, I'm not taking a quarterback, and here's why. I would have taken Justin Fields last year, and I know people make fun of me for that. It's been one year. Now, now that Jim Caldwell is going to coach him, he's going to be better, trust me. However, I would have taken Fields maybe, and Panay Sewells turned out to be phenomenal. With that being said, you have all these picks. You're building your team. No quarterback is really thought to be transcendent or game-changing. And Jared Goff played lights-out football for the last five, six weeks of the season. He played even better than one Matthew Stafford-Diesel. So I'm just going to roll things with Jared Goff, see if maybe he's more than a stopgap. And in the meantime, I'll continue to build the rest of my team. So when I do decide to take the QB, which is maybe next year or the year after, and you're going to have enough draft stock to move up if you want to, to take the QB of your choice, hopefully – then you're putting a QB in a good situation. So so I'm not taking a QB late in the first round. I'm just not doing it. And I know one QB is going to, like, fly up the draft boards and do well in the combine, and Detroit will fall in love with them. I'm going to go
1: anything but QB. So uh, A, B, Q, B. That,
0: that's my answer.
1: Have fun on the uh, Wings broadcast tonight. We'll be listening, and uh, thanks, for, thanks for picking up the phone.
0: Anytime you call, I answer. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing, if I may. Yes. You, you do realize, you do realize, Garoppolo is like five and zero against the yeah, Rams. He's fantastic. Uh, Shanahan is six and zero over his last six against McVay. This is the healthiest team that Stafford has uh, faced facing the playoffs. They don't have the blitz, and they can get home. I, I am holding out hope that my Niners can get home. <laughs> Goodbye. See you, buddy.
1: There he is, Jeff Rieger from The Ticket. Uh, I had to call him on that Kelly Stafford thing. I promise we'll get to some football coming up next. Uh, I promise. Hey, at the beginning of the playoffs, OnlineGambling.com, they challenged me. They said, pick who you think is going to the Super Bowl. All right? And what did I say? I think I said Green Bay and Buffalo. Well, that's out. All right? That's out. All right? But they've given me one last chance to change my pick, and I'm going to trust my gut And I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're going to do it, even though you heard Jeff just say it. Garoppolo owns the the Rams, and so does um, Kyle Shanahan. I think it's going to be the Rams and the Chiefs. Are the Bengals going to the Super Bowl? Come on. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, hey, OnlineGambling.com, they've made their own Super Bowl picks, which can be found in the OG Tips article on their website. They're amazing. Lions fans, we're all looking for an edge these days. And I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's show. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make sure your bets are informed as ever. And there's so many different ways to bet and do different things. Do it. All right? Um, I'm telling you. I'm going with Buffalo. Buffalo, jeez, I'm going with Kansas City. How about them Chiefs, Richard Christie's Chiefs? And I'm going with the Rams, all right? If you're planning a place in a bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do it. They are the best. Visit the website, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL, for all the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL. That's where Anthony Pavicich goes to make the most of this year's playoffs. Oh, baby, new mock draft, baby. Let's mock it up. PFF.com, a friends at Pro Football Focus. And the man who used to host the Locked on NFL Draft podcast, but no longer does. He's moved on, but we still like him. We're going to get him on the show. I talked to him today. Couldn't come on today. Trevor Sykema, his latest mock draft. Evan Neal, number one to the Jaguars. This is starting to get popular with the Jags taking a tackle at number one. Evan Neal, the big left tackle from Alabama to protect Trevor Lawrence going number one, leaving, yes, Aidan Hutchinson, Aidan Hutchinson from Michigan, the edge to the Lions at number two. Quote from Trevor, the Lions happy at offensive tackle. They look to the defensive trenches. This pick will come down to who is higher on their big board, Aidan Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. I have a hunch it'll be Hutchinson, the Michigan player staying home after a stellar season, which included a trip to New York City as a Heisman finalist, feels like the most likely outcome. 6'6", 265-pound senior racked up 74 pressures and three batted passes across 429 pass rush snaps in 2021. Trevor goes on to have Kyle Hamilton going three to the Texans, uh, Ekem Ikwanwu to NC State, and then Kayvon Thibodeau somehow falls to five and the New York football Giants. No-brainer to me, again. Hutchinson at two, after an offensive lineman, I think would be gold. Again, Lions need to sell tickets. They need to get the good graces of the fans. Uh, I think people would absolutely love it, and people would be excited. And the Michigan fan, who's also a Lions fan, would be into it. And so it would be a lot of fun. Yay, Lions taking Hutchinson at number two. Now, we pan down the Trevor Sickema mock draft at PFF.com to see where the Lions are going to go later in the first round. Again, it is yet to be determined what that number pick will be, but now it'll either be 32, 31, 30, or 29, because the Rams have made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. So the more they win, the worse the pick is for the Lions, but whatever. Uh, At 31, this is a new one. This is one I haven't seen before. Trevor has the Lions selecting safety Jaquan Brisker From Penn State. Here's what Trevor had to say. Quote The Lions could opt for a receiver here, but with most of the top receivers off the board, I think they'll broaden their options, especially with how Amon Ross St. Brown played down the stretch. How well he played down the stretch. Their secondary needs work, but cornerback isn't the worst part of it. There's reason to hold out hope with Jeff Okuda and Amani Overware showed improvement. Brisker could be a day one player for them. He has experience in both single high and rubber rolls, but his best work seems to be to come as a downhill defender. Now, Jaquan Brisker was a first-team All-Big Ten selection, second-team All-American as a safety out of Penn State. Um, Pretty good football player. War number one at Penn State, 6'1", 200, grew up in Pittsburgh, stayed in state. Played in 34 career games with the Nittany Lions, started 21, recorded 153 tackles in his career, 86 solo, 9.5 TFLs, 5 interceptions, 14 pass breakups, and a fumble recovery. Uh, This season, he became the third Penn State defensive back since the year 2000 to record at least 5.5 tackles for a loss in a season. Now, one thing I saw was he accepted an invitation to play in the Reese's Senior Bowl, but yet I don't see him on either roster. So I don't know if he uh, backed out at the last minute. I've hit up Jim Nagy to find out, but I do not see Jaquan Brisker on either roster, either the Lions roster or on the uh, Jets roster, the national roster, uh, the American team and the national team. So we'll find out. But we talked yesterday about Marcus Williams from the Saints being a target in free agency. Now remember, free agency will be before The draft. So if the Lions go out and sign Marcus Williams to pair with Tracy Walker, and they re-up with Tracy, they're not going to draft a safety at thirty-one. But what if they can't get a safety? What if Walker bolts? Right, Um, Brisker would be a definite option for the Lions. I have no issue taking a safety at that spot. Many will argue, "Well, Kyle Hamilton's so good, you can't turn him down at two. Take him ahead of Hutchinson." I just, I have a hard time taking a safety at two if that makes sense. But I would take Brisker at 31 in a second. Um, This would also mean that the Lions would not be taking, obviously, a quarterback at that spot at 31. And as I look at this mock draft uh, right now and scroll up, as far as the quarterbacks that have been taken in Trevor's uh, mock draft, Sam Howell at 20 to the Steelers, um... He has uh, Matt Corral at 11 to the Washington football team. Kenny Pickett at 9 to the Broncos. So he doesn't have any other quarterbacks. He only has three quarterbacks going. So Malik Willis would be bypassed by the Lions at 31 for Brisker. question would then be, would Malik be there at 34 for the Lions in the second round? Which is possible. Sam Hall going before Malik, I don't know about that. But Jaquan Brisker, I just think the Lions on that back end, I think Will Harris could be converted into a nickel corner or an extra cornerback to go with Jacobs, Oruwariye, and Okuda. He's not he's not a safety. We've seen it, we've watched him. His PFF grade is in the once uh, was in the 40s. He's one of the worst and lowest rated safeties in the league, and the Lions need a playmaker at the on the back end somebody that can fly around the field a little bit. Will Harris is not N.O.T., not that guy. I think Tracy Walker played well enough down the stretch that you could argue he's a keeper. But uh, I wouldn't have a problem taking Brisker at all. A former Lions coach could break the hex. We'll get into that coming up next. Lions fans, Matt Derry with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. You've heard me talk about it. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. By just downloading the free GetUpside app in your App Store or Google Play and do it right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. And hey, Matt Derry here to tell you about Built Bar. Who's looking to get themselves something to eat that is healthy, but yet... Look at that. I got my package of Built Bars right here, baby. Cookies and cream, coconut brownie chunk, whatever it is, they are incredible at built.com. Seriously, this isn't just a, a, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's better than a candy bar. And the calorie count is unbelievable. So you're eating healthy and it tastes great. 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, four net carbs. How do they do it at built bar? I don't know. You're also getting 17 grams of of protein compare that to like a candy bar it's terrible for you in 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar all right that's 26 more grams than built bar that's ridiculous all right so many flavors to choose from check them all out at built.com they always have something new at the website go to the website now built.com use promo code LOCKED15, that's locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-15 and get 15 percent off your order Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com, Dan. All right, folks, this is it. You know the Lions, when they have a head coach and they fire said head coach, that head coach never, ever, ever gets another head coaching job, ever. But ladies and gentlemen, the Reverend Jim Caldwell, check the report might become the next head coach of the Chicago Chicago Bears. Bill Barnwell wrote this today. This is where our crack research staff found this. Bill Barnwell from ESPN. Over the last 20 years, the Lions have had seven full-time coaches. Jim Caldwell had three winning seasons in four years. The other six guys had one winning season in the other 16 years. Now, again, I'm not going to Polish Jim Caldwell and turn him into Vince Lombardi. All right? But think about this. He finished 9-7 and in a year, where his top two draft picks that season were none other than Jared Davis and throw some tease on it, tease Tabor. All right? Now, that same year they drafted Kenny Galladay and Jamal Agnew, but still, those aren't franchise cornerstones. The other two high picks were Jalen reeves maybin and Michael Roberts. Caldwell wasn't exactly handed a great deck of cards, but maybe does deserve now a third chance or at least another chance. Remember, when he coached the Colts, he was there with Peyton Manning, they went to the Super Bowl. The next year they had, like, Dan Orlovsky and others, and it was a complete and another disaster. The defense after Ndamukong Sue left in 2015 was god-awful. So Caldwell, in some ways, were kind of why they stayed stayed competitive through every season he was there for the four years that Jim Caldwell was there. Dan Quinn is a finalist in Chicago. He's interviewed a couple of times. Jim Caldwell as well for new general manager Ryan Poles, who just started in Chicago. But think about this. And Rieger pointed this out. Justin Fields is in Chicago. Jim Caldwell has worked with some very good quarterbacks in the past. Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford and others, and uh, the Bears are a joke. Caldwell comes in, the players love him, and he he commands respect in the room, and he cleans up the circus. There would be no circus with Caldwell. Now, would he be the greatest X's and O's coach ever? No. His decision-making with the red challenge flag and timeouts, would that be under scrutiny? Absolutely. Do they need a lot of help in Chicago? They do. I think their receivers are pretty good. I think Allen Robinson might bolt their offensive and defensive lines. The defensive line when healthy is pretty pretty good. Their offensive line is terrible. And their defense is slow. So there's, there's work to be done there. Roquan is awesome. Eddie Jackson is not what he used to be. But Jim Caldwell might be a decent fit in Chicago and bring some credibility to the Bears. Who quite honestly, need it. So actually giving him a little a little love today. All right, Brett Whitefield is going to join us tomorrow on the show. Much more to do this week on Locked on Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen.